Okay. We're ready? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Hello, and welcome to We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. Yeah, we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. So thank you for joining us again. Episode whatever this is. (laughs) 84. Holy shit. 84. I'm going to keep being surprised by the number for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) One right after the other. Absolutely. Everyone, I'll be like, can you believe it's already this? Last episode was 83. <laughs> no. When we hit 100, it? I'm going to like have a heart attack. I'm ah, like, that's wild. We have We've done 100. We're going to hit 100 this year, no? Yeah. Wow. We got to do something big. We're going to do something big, guys. Ooh. We may get together <laughs> and sit in the same room. That oh. might be the big thing we do. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we technically get to 100 until like October or November. So yeah, we could probably, we'll be vaccinated by then, right? That's true. Yeah, we'll be vaccinated by then. So we should We can be... sit together then. Two we, vaccinated yeah. people can see each other. We can, without masks. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. Episode 100 will be recorded in October if we stay on schedule, and it will come out the very last episode of December of 2021. Oh, my God. So we have to keep that schedule because that's fucking kick-ass. It's a pretty kick-ass has- schedule. <laughs> okay. we And we've got to do something big. All right, guys. Something's going to happen great and big and grand- Give us grandiose. any suggestions that you yeah. have. Would you like you to be want- on the show? Please contact us. <laughs> what, what do you want us to do for our 100th episode? What happens? Now that we are, you know, 15 episodes away. <laughs> Please right. tell us Please so tell that us we now. will know what to do. <laughs> Taking suggestions starting now. Yes. Okay. So it's March in our world, mid-March. Mm-hmm. Not in when you guys are listening to this, but that's okay. You you understand. You can know this by you now. Know. You You pick up what we're putting you down. You know. It is. So how's March going? March is all right. I'm a homebody, but uh, I am getting a little bit claustrophobic inside this little apartment. And as far as my life plan goes, I think that's... Uh, going pretty well. So like Kalina said, it's mid-March. I don't know if, I am pretty sure I've said it in one of the episodes before, that here I have become the heaviest that I've ever been. And I am now at a weight that I haven't seen myself in in about two years. So I feel great. I've almost, thank you. I've almost lost 30 pounds since I've been here. Fuck, that's great. It's been a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of stress, but I'm tracking everything that I'm doing in a journal Mm -hmm. with what I'm eating, how I'm exercising. I fucking put shoveling snow. We got that fourth largest (laughs) snowstorm in Colorado history. Yes. <laughs> and I was out there shoveling snow throughout like every uh, every hour or so. And that is a goddamn workout. Yes. It, it is super, super cardio. That's why people die of heart attacks oh, shoveling yeah. snow. Shoveling snow. <laughs> and not only that, but I mean, that's it not was... funny. But well, sorry, <laughs> no, we weren't laughing about that. But the thing about the snow was, is that it wasn't cold. So it nope. was wet. This snow was fucking heavy and wet. I mean, it's a March snow for it's Colorado. That's what snow. we get. We mm-hmm. get warm, wet, heavy ass snow that yep. usually take down power lines and trees. It, it's sometimes building roofs. <laughs> and that was a, a lot of a lot of carports have gone down. A lot I've of heard. carports. Yeah. The yeah. one in 2003, which this one didn't beat. No, that did was that. Crazy. That one was yeah. insane. I was not here for that so that was okay oh you weren't no i was in ohio that's right i had my scion xb then i got stuck right in front of my house i could not move my car for about a week that car didn't have tires (laughs) 
I'll tell you, that's it, the, it, it had no clearance. That was the first and only time that car ever got stuck. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was that uh, that XB. That's crazy. Looked like the funniest little clown car, but it was the best oh my car God, I've was, ever had. It was the brave little toaster. <laughs> it was. It was. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing? I am not doing good oh, <laughs> on no. my life plan. I mean, I'm doing fine. Look, I am totally fine. What I'm about to say will be ex- explain why I'm not great. The day after our last recording, I tested positive for COVID. Mm. Now, I'm a super lucky person. I did not have a single symptom. I was fine. I didn't. It didn't cause me any issues except I had to be in quarantine and I had to stay in my house mm-hmm. for 10 days. And Patrick's work took him out of the house and put him up in a hotel. They ran two rapid tests on him. And as soon as he came back negative on both, they put him to work. They were like, we can't afford for you not to work. Right. <laughs> like they had too much work for him. That's so, so awesome that they did that. I mean, you say that awesome. I was a little bit pissy about it. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I'm glad that he could still work and they had work and, you know, all of that. I do appreciate it. And I mean, they paid for it. So and I was healthy and I was fine. So I didn't need him here. But, you know, sure. What if I wasn't <laughs> and then also like then I just didn't have anything and it was just me and my dog for 10 days. That's true. That's true. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. And yeah. I was, so I personally was less enchanted with the plan. <laughs> I, (laughs) as a personal desire, didn't want to be alone (laughs) with COVID for 10 days. But I know that a lot of people are, so I shouldn't, you know, complain. Because a lot of people are alone and sick. But just because a lot of people are doesn't mean that you have to be, you know? No, and I know. People cope differently with different things. And you're right. Even Emily and I were trying to be like, well, if you need something or something, like, let us know something. But during that time, we, I mean, we were around you when you were like, uh, hey, guys, guess what? So then we quarantined. (laughs) for the week (laughs) and thankfully none of us caught it but we were all being cautious and using precaution and stuff like that too but I'm so glad that you didn't show any symptoms and it didn't take you down it didn't it was yeah aside from kind of being bored and deciding oh my god (laughs) I don't know how you do it working from home for 10 days I fucking hate it I fucking (laughs) hate it fuck that the whole world now works from home remotely like that doesn't make any goddamn sense to me I could not wait to be back in the office (laughs) i was so pissed i couldn't i don't know remoting into the remote server to work on things is not the same as just having access to the things like to the files i don't know it's a bunch of whiny bullshit and i shouldn't complain but thank fuck i have to go into the office every day <laughs> and that I'm not forced to work from home because <laughs> no, I sucked. <laughs> I hear you. At, at my last job, we had to, if we ever worked from home, which was very rare, we did have the VPN and we had the same exact ThinkPad that you have. So I know the frustration with working on that little machine. It's so small. It is so small, and the VPN doesn't always work. Sometimes you can't land in, and then you're fucked. Yeah, there's just certain things like I couldn't cut checks. Right. Uh, I didn't get the bills. <laughs> <laughs> So as a result of that, like I just kind of upended the whole, I mean, I tried really hard to stick to the plan as best as I could. I ate a lot of like veggie barley soup because I'd made a giant pot of it and then Patrick left and I was like, well, I guess I have to eat veggie (laughs) barley soup for the next two weeks. And I did and it was fine and it was healthy and and I, I stuck to the plan a lot. But I also was like... Well, fuck this. Here's some ice cream. Yeah. Uh, I have fuck COVID. It. <laughs> fuck you. I have COVID. That's right. Um, and then this week is kind of exciting, but also horrible. Um, 
So I finally, I'm off of birth control finally after 20 years. What? And this week is an ovulation week. And fuck, I forgot how much I hated ovulating. It hurts so bad. Oh, no. I think it might be like 20 years of crampy pain just built up because it's like, we haven't ovulated in forever. <laughs> but oh my God, I ovulated last night and I thought for sure my uterus was, my ovary was falling out of my body. Oh <laughs> like, my God. I must have been pre-channeling you because my, my period this month, which just started a couple days, like three days ago, fucking took me out. And it usually doesn't. My periods don't normally do that to me, but this one yeah. fucking did. Well, I was vibing, I guess. <laughs> yep. There but yeah, you go. I I mean, I remember that I used to be able to tell when I ovulated because I, I did get small one day cramps. And mm-hmm. stuff. This has been three days wow. with, with last night being the worst and then it's being tapering off now. But oh, I hope that doesn't come every month because I, I want that to stop. So hopefully the the hormones will kind of settle through. Yeah. This is only one. This is only month one. But it is interesting how quickly because some people don't go back to a cycle right away, you know? Yeah. But my body was like, let's ovulate, bitch. Let's and I was do like, this. no. And we're going to do this 100 fucking percent. Yeah. Uh, wow. I was like, oh, that hurts. Fuck you, ovary. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> but this is, I mean, one step at a time, right? And we still, exactly. like we said, it's still, it's only yeah. third month of the year. Like we've got a lot. Yeah, it's halfway through the third month of the year. So it's we still got three, time. Yeah, exactly. So we're no, I know. I'm not, I'm not trying to be too hard. I mean, if I look back at the last two months, I had strep and then I had COVID. Yes. And I'm like, God damn it. No, you're right. <laughs> Am I allowed to be healthy? <laughs> and you're getting to know, like, you had to get off yeah. of the pill and... And, and uh, I'm going through hormonal changes. Exactly. You're going through so much. So, so much. I'm like, well, my money's a little bit uppity about some shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, but I did just, every time I don't eat, like when I, when I make mistakes, I don't feel good. Not just, you know, emotionally or anything. I'm not beating myself up about it, but I physically feel bad when I eat bad food now. And yeah. that's a good place to be, like to, to stay there and remember that and then be like, nope, go back to all of your healthy food because you feel better. Like we had cake at the office today for some birthdays and I was like, I can have a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. No, fuck cake. Cake <laughs> tastes, like it tastes great, but I felt like an insane person after because it was covered in chocolate and I think oh. I had I haven't had that much caffeine in a long time probably two months and I was just like my heart was racing oh my I god high and I was like sugar and caffeine is bad for you <laughs> don't do it don't do it <laughs> don't do it so I'm yeah. like no more cake I, like the next birthdays we have I'm gonna be like thanks everyone but I can't eat the cake well for me it's I know exactly how you feel it's both physical and psychological like I had chicken nuggets from McDonald's the other day because I was just like fuck the world I hate everything I don't care what I'm gonna eat also I hadn't eaten all day so I was doing a nomad but Dan brought home some chicken nuggets from McDonald's and they didn't taste good and I Mm -hmm. felt shitty afterwards yeah I felt guilty for one and then I was just like that wasn't even worth it it was not even worth it yeah not good like just I will say this cake was fucking delicious so at least it was good (laughs) I but yeah when you eat something that's shitty and doesn't even like like I don't even like chicken nuggets that <laughs> I thought maybe I was like losing my taste buds or something because I used to I loved them it's it's the meal that I eat from McDonald's mm-hmm. or the chicken nuggets or a Big Mac but I'm oh, not yeah. doing bread although yeah the nuggets were breaded but whatever <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, so it, yeah, it was a it was surreal. It was a very different experience. Yeah, but I think that means because I think what happens, uh, and I am not an expert, so don't <laughs> listen to this section. But you ha- are retraining your taste buds to what actually does taste good. Yeah. These things that we used to think taste good are really just chemicals. And eventually they get into your brain and into your taste buds and you do crave them. And then that makes you think that they taste good. Okay. Um, but in truth, whole foods and like healthy foods really do taste better. We just are swamped in chemicals that trigger us into other things. Mm-hmm. So but now you've retrained your taste buds. You've eaten enough good food for long enough that now the chemicals do taste bad. They're not good. They're not good. And that's great because that just means like, yeah, maybe occasionally you're going to make a choice like that and you're going to remind yourself, oh, wait, I don't, that's not worth it. It's not worth changing. It's not worth it. And, you know, a good example of that is Dan loves wedge salad. So he loves, and he loves blue cheese. And he bought like a really good brand and I couldn't tell you what it was. It was like organic and like had just a few ingredients Like three or four ingredients or something, you know. And it was so it's so fucking delicious it's like my favorite now and i hated blue cheese before i would not eat it and now Ah. and now i I love it so my my palate is different so yeah i find that i mean until the cake incident (laughs) the amount of sweet like fruit is so much sweeter than we think it is yeah it is because when you're inundated with sugars fake sugars you know processed sugars soda and candy and cake and shit like that Mm -hmm. that's sweet that's like oversweet right because it's processed when i took that out for two months and i'm sitting there eating just like a fucking strawberry or even like an apple i'm like this apple might as well be coated like it tastes like in it's candy. coated in sugar yeah because yeah. it <laughs> but it's sweet. just an apple yeah. yeah so you know those highs and lows get kind of muddled because of how intense and chemical mm-hmm. our processed food is. Processed food is really the problem. Wow, that's so that's so insane. Again, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I have no degrees. These are all just feelings and thought processes. <laughs> and of things my own. that you've read. I and I, I've read the same kind of stuff too, so I believe you there. Yeah. I mean that is true. I do read some books about health and food and yeah. you know, it's, it's stuff in the zeitgeist, but I'm not a professional by any means. So take <laughs> it all with a grain of salt. <laughs> well, I believe you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, good. All I'm right. glad. I'm glad that we're still sticking through this and we're supporting each other in it and stuff. Absolutely. I think it's good. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. I just need to not be sick for like a solid Yes. Month. <laughs> yes. You do. I need to just be healthy no and, more and getting allowed sick. To, to go to the store. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to eat healthy when you can't go to the grocery store. Yeah. And so then you just are like, well... Okay, I guess, you know, whatever is in the house. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. cool. So I will give you a quickie for right. this episode. Let's do this. Would you rather read your partner's mind or just feel their emotions? Be able to feel their emotions. Um, I think I would rather feel his emotions than read his mind. I, Dan and I have a really deep, connection i can read that motherfucker like a book and he runs tons of scenarios in his head all the time this guy is always thinking he never stops i would not want to know what he was thinking it would drive me fucking mad it would drive me insane i can almost usually tell how he's feeling about something if if we get into like 
a tiff with a guy on the road or something like there's some asshole that cut us off and then flipped us off and then drove away. That's like two seconds of like some bad situation, right? Mm -hmm. He will stay on that situation and create scenarios, movies inside his head for the next three hours. And I have to pull him back. And I know exactly what he's doing in it. He has hand gestures. His eyes do these. I mean, you know his eyes. He's got some intense <laughs> eyes. And um, he like moves his lips. And I'm like, come back to me. And he's like, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And then he'll go right back into it. And I'm like, come on. What are you thinking about? And he's like, you know what I'm thinking. I know when he needs to fucking pee. I know. <laughs> I know him so well. I could read him so well. So I think I would rather know his emotions or I guess feel his same emotions mm-hmm. than no, I, I also already have too much going on in my head. I don't need to know what's going on to his head. He's insane. Although, I mean, he's super smart, so maybe that might help, especially if I'm trying to do math. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd have to be trying to do the same math. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but that would mean I don't have to do it. I could just listen to him. But, um, yeah, no, no, no. I would take the feelings. Yeah, I agree. Uh, knowing people's thoughts is not cool. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's unnecessary. And people need to be entitled to have whatever thoughts they have. That exactly. You know, and that and like, you're right. There are times where my mind is a goddamn mess. And I'd be like, that would not be fun for anybody else. <laughs> it's barely fun for me. And I live in it. Um, but I do think being able to sense an emotion. I mean, you guys have such a long relationship. So I think that you're kind of there anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. But being able to like directly read it would be a better more useful because then you'd at least know like oh he feels irritated hmm. mm-hmm. but you don't like have to like get into the weeds on what that was irritation is right <laughs> like what exactly he's thinking about it being irritated about so yeah i think emotion would be more useful and less all mind consuming <laughs> yeah i also think that that puts a real big damper on your relationship with people too it's People are oh, yeah. truly entitled to their secrets. No. Yeah. I would like no. constantly speak Cambodian in my head if I was around you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we could read your mind. And you, well, you could read what I was like. They'd be, she'd be like, damn it, she's thinking in Cambodian again. <laughs> I don't know what she's thinking. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, well, cool. That was a good one. All I like that right. one. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah. y'all. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So for this episode, finally, thank you for sitting through our discussion about our life plan. And like we said, if you guys want to join or have any questions, just let us know. Give us an update on how you're doing. We read Eternal Kiss of Darkness by Janine Frost, narrated by Tevia Gilbert. This is the third Janine Frost book we've read. And Kalina's going to clip snow so she's also going to tell us where this book runs and what series of what... We decided, like, we wanted to look and figure out the series that we had read by her and, like, where they all fit together. And now we're confused more. So it's I'm going to try to clean it up. family tree of, like, these series. Because they're connected. <laughs> I, they are. They're all in the same world. So we we knew that this was the second book of the Night Huntress World series. Um, because we read First Drops of Crimson back in year one. It was episode 23. But I don't think what we realized was episode five we read her book once burned which has vlad in it Mm -hmm. vlad tepish the original dracula he shows up in this book so it's all the same world (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> and so I was confused because I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Shade, Shade showed up then in this world too. Very brutal. Just his name. Shade up, or showed Maybe. up too. We're debating. <laughs> <laughs> Kalina doesn't remember it and I do. I don't think she did. But also I don't remember a lot of the book. So. <laughs> Maybe. But <laughs> I think real quick what I will do is I'll just kind of explain the series and then we'll, I'll talk about the book. So Janine Frost has the Night Huntress series, which is really focusing on Cat and Bones. And they are characters in these books that we've read. But for First Drop of Crimson and then for Eternal Kiss of Darkness, they're standalone books of that series. So the series focuses on like each book in the series is just progressing in the story of Cat and Bones until these books where then she goes and just like tells you two standalone books about two other people's lives or I guess four because at first it was Shaden, Denise, and then this book it was Menkeris and Kira. And then about halfway through the series, she starts the Night Prince books, which feature Vlad and Layla. Mm -hmm. So officially, there are 16 primary works in the Night Huntress universe. And 27 total works. There's some of those half books, you know? Yeah. Or like where you write a a short story for a compilation. I mean, we don't, but where an author does that. And so it shows up. It's, you know, (laughs) you know, you know what I mean. But so, so there's three kind of smaller, like series, the Night Huntress, Night Huntress World and the Night Prince. But technically, they're all together in the Night Huntress universe. And then just because we're weird, and we didn't know all this when we started, (laughs) the one we read first, once burned which is the first of the vlad books is actually book nine (laughs) in the universe and the ones we just read were book five and six in the universe so there you go (laughs) but they're they're books one and two of their own standalone (laughs) series side side series yay does that make sense that's it yeah this we need a diagram really for all of this family tree Esen- of books essentially go to goodreads go to janine frost and go to her night huntress universe and yeah. it will it, it basically will diagram for you and it'll put them in chronological order of the books so you can meld them together if you are interested yeah which you should be because these are great books they're fun they're to super read. fun i enjoyed this one a lot i like the world it's very deep yeah. Like, there's a lot of different vampire lore. Like, I think it's very fascinating that they started with Cain. Cain was the first vampire. Mm, he mm-hmm. killed Abel and was cast out by God. Yeah. And cursed to wander the earth for eternity. And then, and now I, I don't know how this happened, but somehow he, he, he claimed his punishment was too great. So God made him immortal. <laughs> And gave him superpowers. I'm like, is that a punishment still? (laughs) I'll give you more. I'm going to double down on this shit. (laughs) But anyway, so he created vampires. He was the first vampire. So he created his own family by turning humans and thus became the line of vampires. And he eventually passed on some of that original power that God gave him. And it kind of manifests differently in different vampires. Like Vlad has the the fire power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Menkeris, who is in this book, has uh, telekinesis and telepathy and visions mm-hmm. and He's got mind control and a whole bunch He's, of shit. He can control a whole bunch of shit, like nature yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So this book is the story of Menkeris and Kira. Kira is a private investigator in 
Chicago? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> I'm so sure. ashamed. I just listened to it and I don't remember. <laughs> um. Anyway, one day she's walking past a warehouse and she hears someone moaning and some unsettling, disturbing laughter. And it definitely sounds like someone's being tortured and, and hurt. At first she calls the cops. They don't really care because who cares? <laughs> Not cops. <laughs> you have to wait 48 hours after well, someone I mean, gets attacked they were like did you see it do you know someone's being attacked and she's like no i didn't go into the scary warehouse at night where i thought i heard it right you want me to go check but my so life like in we'll danger? see <laughs> she tries to walk away but then she just she her, can't. Her instinct and she and her morality doesn't allow her. She has this creed, her her mentor kind of drilled into her of just save one life. Anytime you can, choose to save a life. And so she runs into this warehouse with her gun, because she is a private eye, and like sees, I don't remember, three, four people try like t- there's a there's a guy tied up to a pillar and he's being tortured with knives and cut and stuff by these others and she's like stop or i'll shoot and i've called the cops and then it turns out they're ghouls which she doesn't know about except for the the guy who's tied up he's been carries and he's a vampire and the ghouls turn on her and slice her stomach open so she's dying and he's like well shit <laughs> This lady tried to save me and now she's dying. So he goes all super vamp because he's like one of the old. He's 4,500 years yeah. old, guys. This guy, this, this guy is old. <laughs> this guy's <is> fucking age. <laughs> <laughs> and so he has a lot of power. And the older you are in the vamp world, the more powerful and more awesome you are. So he fully vamps out on them, kills them all, and then gives her blood and saves her and takes her back to his house so she can recuperate. And when she wakes up, he's like, sorry, I'm going to have to take all your memories. Because she's freaking out. She's like, holy shit. Yeah. You're like a vampire, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a vampire. And then he can't take her memories. He can't enthrall her. He can't. He can't read her. her mind. He can't read her mind. And he's like, oh, shit. So he says it might be his blood because he did give her blood to save her. Mm -hmm. And he's like, sometimes that helps humans stave off vampire powers <laughs> vampire power so you have to stay here for a while until it wears off and then I'll, I'll i'll wipe your memory and you can go back to your life and she's like bullshit and she climbs out a window <laughs> yep with the blank she does the the typical blanket tying the yeah. blanket sheets Towel, together blanket sheets mm-hmm. yeah and she gets down and he's like watching the whole time like look at this crazy i know he's human. like this is impressive she's fucking hilarious <laughs> And so he stops her naturally and he's like, nah, not so fast. I can't but go. I swear I will not hurt you. I promise to let you go. I just can't let you know about vampires. I can't put you back in the human world knowing that we exist. Because you're 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 gonna tell someone. She's like, I, I wasn't gonna tell, I was just gonna run home. And he's like, Really? And she's like, nah, I was gonna go to the police. Well he could smell lies. <laughs> yes, she does lie and he can smell that. So he can't read her mind, but he does know when she's lying, yeah. which is good. So anyway, a couple days pass. She's like, dude, really kind of hot. Like, he's real sexy. Naturally. I don't like being held against my will, but he did say he's not going to hurt me. And I believe him. My instincts tell me he's pretty awesome. And oh, he has a tendency to swim naked in his pool. What? And then just get out of the pool. Naked. Still naked with his cock out. (laughs) 
And so she starts, you know, she's like, you know, you're really hot. And he's like, what? She's like, shut up. You know, you're hot. Uh, what? Anyway, so she's starting to feel something. He's got a weird attraction for her, but he's, oh, he's got a history. Holy shit. So this oh, man, man was married to a vampire named Petra for a long time. And she's crazy and mm-hmm. apparently like spent 2000 years trying to kill him and everyone who knew him. And only recently was she killed kind of through his I mean, he didn't kill her. He had to have help, but he helped set up the dominoes that led to her death. Yeah, because there was just no other way. You know, 2000 years of bloody enmity is not good. Well, killer be killed. And due to vampire law, he's not he was not allowed to sleep with anyone or be with anyone during while he was still married to her so for 900 some years she's been super crazy and so he hasn't even so he's been celibate for 900 years yeah Yeah. he's not interested he just isn't really interested in in human women they haven't you know appealed to him and he had this whole wife thing so he's like whatever (laughs) also I should mention he was trying to get himself killed by the ghouls he has this whole death wish thing where he thinks he's Mm. fated to die soon and he's got this long-term feud with a guy named Raji. Raj. 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 Uh, I just Rajedith. remember his. Rajedith? Yeah, Rajev. Yeah. yeah, but Raji for short. And he's like trying to steal his power. Like Raji's trying to steal Mankari's power. And he's all like, I'm going to get you, boy. And he's like, shut up. If I kill myself, then this whole thing ends. And no one in his line is implicated or Raji can never hold anything against his line because he'll just be gone and he t- and he can't take the power. So that was his plan. He went to the ghouls and kind of like taunted them because he figured they'd kill him and then he'd be dead. Well, now this whole new thing in his life is happening and he can't do it yet. So he's he's not willing. He wants to stay away from Kira. He's intrigued by her and interested, but he thinks he's doomed to die. So he's like, this has got to end, right? He eventually admits a week goes by and he still can't hypnotize her yeah or, or he, erase he can't her erase her memories and he goes you know some people are just immune <laughs> i'm gonna just have to trust you and i'm gonna let you go uh she's got a sick sister so she's really worried about that so he's like it's fine just go i i promise you'll be fine just don't talk about vampires yeah you know? i trust you not to- here's a vial of my blood to give to your sick sister and see you later yeah see you later peace out bitch see you later dude uh so he drops her off on her apartment roof- rooftop and uh walks out he also doesn't give her her cell phone back, which is like super rude. I really think he should have done that. Or his, anyway. her purse, like for or a her, while. Yeah, she didn't get purse. any of that, her belongings. And I was like, dude. <laughs> anyway, so she goes back to her life and tries to, rem- you know, be normal. But as soon as as soon as soon she's out of his captivity, she's like, dude was super hot. And I'm super into him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I didn't want to act on that while he was holding me sort captive. Sort of hostage. You know. Stockholm yeah. syndrome. There's a, there's a dynamic, a power dynamic in play there that's yeah. not great. So right. she's like, no, I wanted to be my own person when I acted upon it. So she decides, well, he comes kind of back into her life because he is actually watching her mm-hmm. and he re- he wants to take care of her, even though he still thinks he's going to die. So he like hypnotizes her boss to give her a raise and to give her the company car and to like treat her better and to like make sure she leaves at work on time instead yep. of working all night. And she's just like, wait a minute. The, the minute her <laughs> Her boss says she's getting a raise in the car. She's like, well, that's no, he wouldn't ever do that out of the, the goodness of his heart. He must be under vampire power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
so she decides to start track trying to find McCarries or any kind of word about him. So she starts going to anything, any places in her case files that has. I am telling way too much of this story. You're pretty much telling the whole story. Yeah, you guys, I don't know what happened. I don't normally do. That. I know. I was like, oh, she's getting into details. I'm like, I, let me let me read you the book. Yeah, I mean, okay. you, you really are. Try all right. Yes. Click right. notes. I'm, the I'm rest of this. Doing this. Sorry, guys, that was my bad. I don't know what happened. She puts herself in danger by trying to find him, and in doing so, she finds a human who has been uh, is basically being trafficked by mm-hmm. vampires. Um, she was 17 when she was stolen, basically from her family, and forced to be a stripper. And so she tries to get this, Kira tries to get this girl out of the strip club. And naturally the vampire who quote unquote owns her, uh-huh. owns Jennifer, is like, bitch, that's my property. Yeah. And so pet. he's he starts working her over, working Kira over until she admits that she knows men carries. And then he's like, oh shit, he's oh, the most powerful vampire I'm in the sorry. area. <laughs> the men carries? Yeah, and so they call Mancaries. He shows up. He's prepared to kill all the vampires, but then uh, Raji shows up, his nemesis, and he's who also happens to be a his, basically a vampire cop and his uncle and his uncle. He's a lot of things, <laughs> but it, most importantly, he's a cop, and so but he's a bad. Cop. He, he he's trying to always catch Mancaries doing illegal or breaking the vampire rules, mm-hmm. and so he was prepared to punish him for trying to steal another vampire's property. property. But Kira swears. Like Mancaris didn't send me. I did it myself. I just wanted to get her away from him. And so then the death the, the sentence for that is death for Kira. So Mancaris has to kill Kira. And he's that's the only thing. It's either him or Raji's gonna kill her. Yep. And so Mancaris is like, fine, I'll kill her, but I'm gonna turn her then. <laughs> because there's no rule about me turning her after yeah, I kill she her. She has to die, but then when she's dead, I can make her a vampire. Because mm-hmm. she's human, so you know, I get to bring her back. And he does, and she just kind of she she accepts her fate. She w- stumbled into to a position that was not good mm-hmm. and uh, she took what she, you know the punishment basically she wakes up as a vampire there's a whole lot of other stuff where Raji starts to set up men carries for yeah. murder and all this bullshit and they run around the world and there's flying and there's this and there's that but most importantly once she's a vampire first she's crazed and then she's like dude why did you turn me like uh, w- w- uh, did you just do this out of a sense of obligation like mm-hmm. you feel bad that you got me into this so now you made me a vampire or do you care about me in any way and he finally has to admit that he does kind of care about her and she's like good because i fucking really care about you. yeah <laughs> like i think we're meant to be a thing so then they start uh, a relationship yeah and discover that they love each other and there's lots of fun sexy times and there's actually a lot of frustrating sexy times because they get yes. interrupted a lot and that is hard to take <laughs> they do but that's fucking janine's mo man she knows how to she write her blue balls tell you what she does she loves she loves the that she loves um, just getting you started and then cutting you right off <laughs> yes but yeah so they you know there's a whole bunch of action scenes and fighting and flying and, and blah, disneyland blah, blah, blah. and disneyland the ocean and yucatan peninsula and <laughs> She gets kidnapped and she escapes and all of this happens. And in the end, they vanquish and Ravi gets killed and everybody survives. And well, the rest of everybody, the good people all survive. Mm -hmm. And she decides to become a guardian, one of the the vampire cops. It's going to take her a while, but she she she's enjoying her life as a vampire. She loves Mancari's. They're meant to be. And so, yeah, and he finally gets over some of the shit in his past with his wife and his guilt and thinking he had to 
die because really he didn't have to die. He just had to get over that and and face a new future with Kira. Yeah, and that looming darkness that he saw was actually her. So yes, because that's so, what her name means. Her name does mean darkness. So. Yeah. So yes. That's, for some reason, a very quick beat by beat of the first portion of the book. And then I got over doing that because I don't know why I started doing that. Dude, I was just like, oh, no, she's only on chapter four. What are, what am I going to do? I what should this I say? going to take forever. <laughs> she's literally going through the pages right now. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I know it better than some of our other books, and I can explain this one. So I was think I was gonna just gonna do it. Yeah, you're like, hey, let's do that. That's all right. Sometimes I'm like, I couldn't tell you this book if I wanted to. No, but you know what's funny is when you have to go write the synopsis for this, you'll be like, nope, I do not remember this book. But yeah, yeah, this is a uh, this was the book. We we do get to get Vlad again back from once That's true. burned. I didn't- he, he comes back and helps fight the battle. There's a battle scene where uh, tricky stuff happens and kidnapping and other tricky stuff and bad guy dies. But uh, I don't know if I mean, that, that was episode five when we reviewed Once Burn for us. The episode was fun and our banter was fun. Our discussions were fun. And at that time, we were talking about how much we didn't like Vlad as a character. And we hated Vlad. We hated him as the Vlad Tepesh. Because of how he was portrayed in his story. But then we learned that we actually really like him compared to other characters we've met in different books. But that he was actually really comical in this book. He He's seemed, so funny in this book. He was He's so funny. So playful. serious in his book. Yeah. It's super so, weird. Yeah. I love that, that in, contrast. That was 2017 that we recorded wow. that episode. Oh so, yeah, that's a long fucking time that ago, is. you guys. Was... So, yeah, the difference and the funniest thing is that that was an older or uh, that's a newer book than the one we just read. I know we kind of did this backwards. <laughs> we did the whole series all <laughs> kinds of crazy. Oh, well, uh, there's definitely like like you said, now having read three Janine books in the same world, but not exactly like same series. Yeah, yeah. They She has a style. You can tell a Janine book. Mm-hmm. Blue Balls thing is real. So <laughs> She real. likes to start sex scenes and then interrupt them. Um, <laughs> the one in this book that almost killed me was the bathtubs. Like, oh. god damn it. Yes. That was a good one. So she's walking with him in the forest at one point, Kira and and Mincaries. And she's like, I've been attracted to you since, you know, before I was a vampire. Mm -hmm. Because at first he's like, you're just attracted to me because your um, senses are all heightened. You're, You're horny. You're hungry. You're you know, strong, you, your sense of smell, sense of sight, sense mm-hmm. of everything's heightened because you're a brand new vampire. And she's like, no, I was attracted to you back when I was captive in your house. Don't you remember me telling you how hot you were? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, when you got out of your pool naked with your... Yeah, straight up mm-hmm. ding dong swinging back and forth. Dingling just uh, there. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Uh so oh i want i, I need it, a scene like that in my life i'm sorry right? i just i just want that to happen i know i do too but I not like want. creepy and i don't want it in a creepy way and i don't no. you know, obviously want to be kidnapped or anything but no just no a fun scenario like that yes. i love it it was so great but anyway so so he you know they start kissing and he gets into it and then i think he just rubs her yeah he, he just off yeah he yeah but then he stops. He's like, I'm, nah, I shouldn't do this. <laughs> He's like, you just 
you know, he kind of goes into that again, like, you just think you like me. Yeah, after he... And she's like, what do you do? Do you do everyone's thinking for them? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because he explains to her why she doesn't really like him, and she's just pissed. Which we also don't like. We don't like that at all. No, don't tell me how I feel. Yeah, you don't know. About shit. You don't know how I feel about shit. So later on, a couple of days later or something, she she goes in. He's taking a bath because, you know, I would also always walk up to him while he is in the water if he's going to be naked. Uh, That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. (laughs) Hells yeah. And she just like kind of says she wants to talk and they start sharing their backgrounds and all of their histories and stuff. And she asked him about like, why does he always say he's such a bad guy? Because he tried to turn her away in the forest scene by saying, you know, I'm not good. I've killed people and I set my wife up to be murdered and I, you know, do all these horrible things. And she's just like, it doesn't jive with what I know of you. Yeah. He could have just let her die in that warehouse and continued with his plan of getting killed by the ghouls. Like he didn't have to save her mm-hmm. and he did and so she she has all this all these things he's done he saved her sister from whatever disease she had which i've forgotten it's not ms it's it's cf but i can't remember yeah, what that's y- yeah cystic fibrosis yes 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 you know she she he's does all these things and so she's like i don't get it and so he tries to explain like his wife's thing and that whole history and then she explains she was married and she married a guy really young like right out of high school her, she lost her her mom and they were going to take her sister to because her sister's younger so they, she was going to be put in a foster system because you know she wasn't technically living with an adult like a 19 year old mm-hmm. barely an adult right so she gets married to her high school sweetheart even though she had kind of some suspicions that he wasn't a good guy yeah like, her instincts warned he's not great but she did it anyway he was from a good family a family of cops and everybody in the school loved him and everybody in town loved him and he became a cop as soon as he graduated and so she married him and immediately he was kind of like not great Mm -hmm. you know possessive and controlling and jealous and all of the things that are not good signs in a significant other huge red flags and then she found drugs and so she knew he was dealing or something or like involved in drugs and something way even though he was a cop so she tried to like talk to him tell him to you know or or talk to his partner and get him out of it and he beats the shit out of her Mm -hmm. and no one believes her and so she goes to an ia internal affairs cop and anyway long again i'm not gonna tell you the whole (laughs) apparently i'm gonna just tell everyone the whole story (laughs) of this book uh but she helps get him caught. She helps get him thrown away and, and imprisoned and he gets killed in prison. So his family basically calls her a murderer and she's like, I didn't kill him, but I set him up to die. I knew he would probably die in prison. He was a cop. Yeah. They don't do well. They don't do well in prison. <laughs> in general population. Right. So, you know, but it's not my fault. I, I can't carry that guilt. But then carries is really carrying the guilt of everything Kira ever did. Or not Kira, um, Petra, his his wife. All the horrible things that she did. So, so Kira spends a lot of the book teaching him how to forgive himself for things that aren't really even his, his to carry. They're not his right. guilt to carry. And I think that's an important storyline or like through line in the book because he thinks he's lost his foresight. He can't see the future anymore. He just sees blackness. But she thinks he's lost it because he loses it right after his wife dies, after he helps kill Petra. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's your own guilt is getting in your way here. Yep. You don't think you deserve a future. So all you see in your future is darkness. Yeah. But you have to let that go and you have to live. Yeah. And she's just does. like, you're manifesting that all on your own. 
And she, from her own experience, is telling him that. She's like, I know for a fact that I put my husband into jail and he died as a result of that, but I didn't kill him. That wasn't me. And I don't feel guilty for it. So you shouldn't feel guilty for, for exactly. your situation. But anyway, this was all I was meant to be telling you guys about the bathtub. <laughs> Somehow I got sidetracked. So <laughs> all of this. And then she's it, she's got her feet in the bathtub with him. And he's all like looking at her. And he's like, you're serious. Like, you really like me. And he's she's like, yeah, I think you're you don't th- you're not as bad as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And they start making out and he goes down on her and it's getting right. Th- it's so close. Everything's right so close to being perfect. And it's all you want. And you're on the edge. And then the <laughs> door bursts open. <laughs> and his other vampire friend comes in and, and is like, like, I gotta talk to you, sir. And you're like, no. He's like, sorry, I wouldn't have busted in and interrupted if it wasn't important but you gotta look at this <laughs> and it was that was one it, of the blue ball moments the, the, it was important yep. but still it sucked i would have i don't know how he didn't get incinerated i guess if it was vlad he might have been incinerated <laughs> he might he may have been yeah no man, man carries is a little bit nicer not a little bit he's a super nice actually i, I like man carries but was this before or after the forest scene? This was after the this forest is after. scene. So this so is the f- it, yeah. Blue Ball's number two. It is. Well, especially for her. Yeah, especially for Well, her. and for him, I guess. It's for us. And it's for us. It's, it's for <laughs> us. those two. It's about us. <laughs> I know. I'm so like, wait. Uh, but it was, it was just so good, though, to the descriptions and how she wrote it and just, I don't know. I it's... So they have like an electrical current between them, kind of like when they touch, you know, they kind of, she like, when he touches her, she, he kind of vibrates and stuff. So she says (laughs) that his tongue, (laughs) when he was going down on her, felt like a vibrator said to, I forget the phrase she used, but I do remember loving that so much (laughs) because I was like, oh, that sounds really good. Really good. I was like, yes, please. Yeah. Extra. F- that sounds extra good. I'm in- I'm enjoying the sound of this. <laughs> I liked listening to this book. I like Tavia a lot. She's a really good narrator. I know we made fun of her Vlad from before, but we were we- one. We were extra hard on that book. We were so new to doing this. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We we had some stumbles in in year one, and we were extra critical, way more critical than we needed to be. Yeah, yeah. I will say I stand by <laughs> her. Vlad was a little ridiculous in that book. He's not as ridiculous sounding in this one, but this came a couple years earlier, so I think she hadn't really developed her Vlad yet. But also, I think when she obviously you know the character that you're or at least you hope you know the character that you're going to be speaking as and he's totally just fun in this one so i think this one wasn't as serious as once burn so you i think you're right she had some time to practice it but it was not as good in that one but i just fucking loved him in this one yeah. even no, the I accent and it, loved i felt like in this book he sounded slightly more russian which i was fine with but in <laughs> in once burned she makes him like full on. He was Dracula. Transylvanian, Transylvanian like, Dracula, yeah. and it sounds a little silly. But Chevy is a great narrator, and we've had her for. I thought we've had her for other books besides Janine's books. Yeah, Tavia is probably one of the ones that we've had more I often think she's than not. Pretty prolific. Yeah, I mean, 
on Audible, she has 654 Oh, I'm pretty sure we've had her before then. <laughs> like, in a different series, that's not Janine. Yeah. But, and she's got a really good range. I think her men carries was pretty sexy. Oh, really? I did. I was disappointed in her men carries. Were you? I really liked him. Out of all of the her men, though, Shade is definitely my favorite. All I want is Shade. All I, I want I is Shade. I don't understand <laughs> how... <laughs> Every man isn't shaved. Oh, he- what the? F- and I don't know if it's real or if I have concocted this obsession with shade. We gotta go back and listen to that book. I again. think I need to listen yeah. to the book again. I think I might end up being disappointed, but. <laughs> But this guy's super hot. He's masturbating in a shower in front of me. Oh, God. Like, All I want is that <laughs> masturbation scene. I know. It's so good. The oh, shower masturbation that's... scene is literally the best. Literally, that's my number one favorite scene in all 80 fucking seven, eight, four, 84 fucking books that we've done. That's my it's it's top, top five. Yeah, it's, it's my top, top five for me. It's fucking so good. It was so damned hot. It was. Why was it so fucking hot? It was so good. You guys got to listen to it. The the actual book. You can listen to us talk about it too. That was like episode, what, 23 or something? 23, yeah. It's so good. We're bringing it back up 60 motherfucking it's episodes so good. And, and we've brought it back up in other episodes too. We that have. We, any other masturbation. Other masturbation. Yeah, but first drop... <laughs> Of Crimson by Janine Frost and Tivia's narrating. It's oh my god, so good. It's so just good. the best. And so I don't good. I don't feel so bad about repping it in another Janine book so we could talk about it in a Janine Yes. You I know mean, it's her own her own series. Yeah. It's totally cool. It's when we start talking about it in other people's books and we're like, sorry. We're like comparing it to other masturbation, which we love still. We still love those other ones. They're but always my favorite book. I don't know why I love those scenes it's so much. We're... I think I might need to explore that sexually. <laughs> I I just think I might need to. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, I know I never have. I haven't done that. And I think I might have to be like, look, this is what I need for you to do right now. I'm going to stand behind the closet door. already really hot thinking about it. Hold Ah! on. No, I don't want to hide in a closet. I'm not that creepy. (laughs) You're not creepy like me. Okay. Like you know, right there, part of the whole. Well, thing, sure, but... you want to watch it? Maybe God you guys it. can have your own like sesh happening, but not touch each other. Just oh, yourselves. God, that good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just you're over there, I'm over here, but you do yeah. you, I yeah. do me. Yeah, it'll be you like guys, phone sex, but with no phone. Well, yeah, because that sounds miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being on the phone. <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't hear you. What did you say? <laughs> Sorry, it's cutting out. Oh, I have another call. Hold on. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, they're calling me about my warranty. I've got to go. <laughs> my extended car's warranty has expired. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why is that such a thing that is literally a, it is a nationwide joke. Like, in Everybody in the country yes. has gotten those calls to the point where did you? There's one of my favorite tweets that keeps going around and getting shown. Is some I don't remember who said it. I'm sorry, but um, she's like, "Hey, ladies, I have a gynecologist to visit. You know, tomorrow. What should I hide in my vagina for my doctor to find?" <laughs> and the next, like the next person responds, "Like, we've been trying to contact you about your car's warranty," <laughs> and I just think that would be the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. 
Oh my god, that would be so fucking <laughs> hilarious. If you're the, doctor the doctor and pull, oh my, that'd be the best day ever. And it was addressed to the doctor, not yes. to the person. Yes, <laughs> your <dear> doctor. <laughs> Come I'm trying to contact you about your car's expired warranty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking anyway, great. It's a national joke because of how fucking many times we oh, have yeah. been called about this dumb shit. <laughs> anyway, we should also talk about when they actually do have sex. Because all we've talked about so far is the blue ball scenes where they don't have sex. That's true. They do actually have sex. I love it. And... They do get there. Was this... It's... Okay. It's it's like under Magic Mountain. I was just going to say... So they get to Disneyland. (laughs) I was going to ask if it was like at Disneyland. Yeah. Like who would not want to fuck at Disneyland? (laughs) No. You couldn't pay me to have sex. (laughs) I would do it in a second. I would totally like an amusement park. Oh, fuck no. Anyway, we're not talking about that right now. That's so, not it, important. Yeah, no. They have sex at the... <laughs> <laughs> Under Magic Mountain. Under Magic Mountain, like in the equipment room or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Something so funny, though. Yeah, there's... I mean, there's a whole storyline of why they're there and, and, and uh, whatever. They're blah. hiding. They have to hide. And... <laughs> I don't know why there, but whatever they do. <laughs> so that Sega scene's okay, but it's really that one's kind of like down and dirty, quick, and you know she's yeah. just like, no, I, we have to just do this. It's and their first like, no. one, and he hadn't had sex in like ninety years or something. Nine hundred. Nine hundred. That's what I meant. Nine hundred years. <laughs> and so she and she's just like, dude, I've been wanting you for the fucking longest time. Let's just fucking do it. And he'd already gotten gotten her off once through her yeah. panties in the forest. Yes. And did he get off? She No, she was almost. She almost got off in the bathtub. Yeah, that's why we're all frustrated and sad. Uh, but no. Right. And so it was It was just a quick, you know. But one thing that was fun is they flew. They they levitated during sex. I'm yeah. I'm like, okay. They were on the I ceiling. Can I can be on board for that. Oh, yeah. Flying totally. sex. But yeah, so that one was pretty. I mean, I don't love it. It's fine. I get it. And I like that she just was like not being prissy about it. But yeah, I was it's like, quick and dirty. He- where's this is a dirty equipment room underneath <laughs> Magic Mountain. I want a bed, bitches. <laughs> I loved it. They had a fucking ceiling. Like, they uh, first it was like wall sex almost, but then like they ended up upside down on the, yeah. against the ceiling, which was, I'm all for it. If I, if I could find a vamp that could do that. Let's do that. I'm not the greatest at sex, period. Wall sex is very difficult. Well, he has all the advantage because he uses his telekinesis to hold her up. That's like, true. That's one of the things that is actually really sound sexy about his power. Because he can like stroke her with his powers. Yeah, it feels like so, he's be- like she's being touched all the time everywhere. Yeah. So it's not just like two hands. It's like all the hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah. yeah, I think I imagine that wall sex is easier when you have a mind powerful vamp. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wall sex uh normally hard. Pretty pretty challenging. Pretty Lots challenging. of weight distribution problems. <laughs> My biggest thing is, is I'm just worried that I will fall. <laughs> yeah. With that's a fear. The penis still inside me and I break the penis. <laughs> yeah. That's legitimate. <laughs> I can see that. That it's I can just, I can understand that it fear. It sounds so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Cramps also have like, you know, oh yeah. Like certain legs get a little bit mm-hmm. tired and crampy and, and you know. Not just yours. <laughs> no. No. All the legs. It's all the legs. 
But then they later on break into a house and have some more traditionally hot bed sex. Well, they start in a shower. Shower, yeah. A super fond of the shower scene. Apparently, water's just my thing to read about. Water, I like reading and watching shower sex too. I just don't like to partake no. myself. We really, no. truly are just voyeurs. We just want to watch it happen. <laughs> That's all. It is. We just want to watch. Like I just well, want to watch you jack off. I just want to watch. Mean, isn't that the whole thing about like porn though? Anyway, it looks better because it's not real. Like they put them in positions that aren't actually realistic for sensual, like good feeling. They aren't likely to produce orgasms and good feelings but they look good on camera right they yeah. hit different you know angles and different things and, and i think that's the same with all these written sex scenes they read well on the page mm-hmm. and they really sound perfect reality water's fucking running down your face and getting in your eyes and you start to suffocate and then you accidentally inhale through your nose and now you have water up your nose and then you and cough then- and you <laughs> sputter and you spit <laughs> And you can't see. <laughs> and you're sliding or it gets stuck because then it's just dry rub and then you yes, can't feel well, your own lubricant and then you're just it, like... Water is actually not lubricant for sex. It's dry. <laughs> not at all. That's my biggest problem with water is that it, it, it's dry. And I'm like, God damn, yeah. No, yeah. I'm not I'm not into so, it. No. So I get, I mean, yeah, I'm all, I, I'm right there with you, but I want to read them because oh, yeah. just, they're cinematic, like even, I guess cinematic's not the right word for audio or, or <laughs> books that we read, but I don't know. They're graphic. Graphic. And they sound good. Yeah. They sound beautiful. Like nothing looks better than people in water in movies, but nothing looks worse than people in water in real life. Oh my God, you're <laughs> like, my hair never looked worse than when it's completely ah. wet. <laughs> but for some reason, other people's hair and videos, like in movies and stuff, is beautiful wet. Oh yeah. My hair's just like on my face. <laughs> You look like Samara from The Ring. Like it's just I do. Like- <laughs> I do. Or it's slicked really far back and like to my head. Like the scariest thing you can see is when you're um, at the hair salon and they just washed your oh. hair and then they turn you to face the mirror. You've never looked worse in your yeah. life. Ever. The cape is squishing your neck and all of your face fat is up here. And then and all of the is- blood is rushed out of your face because you were just laying like laying back or like upside, upside down. down. Yeah. <laughs> And so then you're super pale. <laughs> oh, or bright red. I look bright red. Oh, I come up so pale. No, I look like I might be a cherry. And then I have no hair. Like my bangs are gone and my hair is flat to my head. And that's like, I, you've never seen. This is me at my fundamental worst I could look. <laughs> but for some reason, that's not the way people look in movies and stuff. They look beautiful wet. They're all oh like God. streaming mermaid goddesses. <laughs> and they're like, yes, I would yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, they're like men are just the, the water's just cascading Ooh, down their yeah. muscly, when it perfectly trickles down the, abs. And the you're like, V and like <sighs> the biceps and the hair. Yeah. Guys, this episode's making me hot. <laughs> It's uh, a really are turning myself on. It's a real (laughs) issue. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Janine. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. I mean, when you got to the sex, when you got to the sex, it was good. So yeah, the shower broken into the house scene (laughs) was yeah. Yes. Oh, it's oh. oh. 
Oh, I'm absolutely happy just thinking about it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, basically, read the book. Uh, That's what we said. Read the book. Um, Do it yourself. I think we've covered a lot. That's the book. Um, I don't know how much. I mean, we've been we've been through a lot. I'm gonna have to cut out a lot of what you did in the beginning there. Yeah, you really should. That's a normal. Uh, you need to cut that way down. But I think we should just get to the kiss and tell, even though we really didn't touch very long on that part of the book, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's all good. So in this book, they both have gone through a relationship that just was not good for them. So they were both married to bad people and they both knew it. They both knew that they were in a in a relationship that they probably shouldn't have been in. So the kids and tell for this episode is going to be whether or not we have been in a relationship that we knew was wrong or that we probably shouldn't have been in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, nothing as egregious as these relationships. I've never was with a dirty cop who was selling drugs what? and then beat me up. Oh, right. Um, right. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Or a power-hungry, <laughs> sadistic wife who murdered everyone around me. Yeah. I was, I've not been in either situation. But Good. I definitely have been in one where I'm just like, this isn't healthy. You know, I am very fortunate. I haven't had any like serious red flaggy type relationships. You know, I've never been abused or anything. But my more, not my current one, obviously, but the one right before it was just, it just wasn't a good relationship. It, there was a lot of psychological there was games and just there was a lot of there. fuckery and games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was an interesting person. Like, I wasn't even looking for a relationship. I was minding my own business, being in my own world. And, like, he reached out to me on social media. We had known each other in high school. And high school, I had always thought we would get together. And I think I've told that. I think this Mm -hmm. story comes up a lot on our podcast in different ways. And we didn't. He was older, and I think with the way the years lined up, and then I went away for junior year out of the country, so mm-hmm. that's probably why. And I don't know what made him reach out, but it was flattering. I mean, yeah. someone who I had, I mean, to be fair, I hadn't really thought about again. <laughs> so to be remembered by somebody and like, mm-hmm. who's like, yeah, remember, you know, we were kind of on our way to a relationship in high school and we hadn't we never really got there and he wanted to see me and so we you know we met up and it was flattering and I was like this is great and we ended up you know getting in a relationship but we never set firm rules or boundaries or like really discussed that mm-hmm. and that's partly my fault you know obviously I can't put it all on him but I allowed it to be less defined than I needed it to be yeah right as a relationship and I just knew that if I pushed on it, I don't think I would have gotten the answer I wanted. So I didn't, you know, I have a strong tendency to not ask the questions I don't want answers to. Sure. You're happier just like if if I don't know the answer, I'm fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though I know what the answer. Right. So I don't I don't do that. I don't ask. And I'm just like, that's fine. That and you would think just being in any relationship that it's not an open one, right? Yeah. Like you would I just would expect think that. that. I think that if you wanted to have an open relationship, 
that would come out more than if it was a closed relationship. You know what I mean? Like that's unspoken. A, a monogamous relationship is just, it's there. It's what is. It's the default. It's, right. Well, the, I think well, at least societally norm. Yeah. You know, yes. Like, you know, polyamory and all of that multi-partner stuff is becoming more prevalent. Or yeah. Maybe, I guess, more in the forefront or people are hearing about it more. But I still do think the default, unless you specifically found each other in a like polyamory chat room or something. Right. right. <laughs> like a group for people interested in open relationships, the default should be monogamy and closed. Or right. I, I mean, again, that could be our bias and our own personal feelings. But I feel like that's you know I, no, not I, crazy I, or not off base i think that i think i would agree with that because and i don't know anybody in a polyamorous relationship but i would expect or would think that that is at least communicated from the beginning somehow that's pancake saying hello to the mailman <laughs> you know so like I, I, and correct me be. if I, i'm wrong if anybody out there is in a polyamorous relationship but it's just one of those things that's like hey by the way there's also this guy i think you know you're right about that i think it is expected to be communicated mm -hmm. you know and so if you don't then you don't know that your partner the, i think the assumption is oh this is anyway and anyway it wasn't <laughs> right and i knew i knew for a long time but you were in a happy place but i was not confirming think, your doubts exa exactly i mean so many dumb things oh my god the the more I think back on it, the more I'm like, God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I And I think you obviously could say that for yourself, but I don't think it's fair to yourself either because you're also holding on to something that you wanted, you know? True. That was a feeling, a relationship, something that you were like, okay, this, this might be it. And I know that I'm probably ignoring some really big issues here and I shouldn't be doing that. But you can't deny the way that you feel. And if you want something more than something else, you're going to fight for that thing you want more, even sure. if it means yeah. lying to yourself. <laughs> Yes. And denying yourself the truth. So, yeah. And I guess in the end, as much as it ended sucky, I didn't even end it. And that's, I think, mostly what I'm mad about myself mm. for. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long I would have gone on like that. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. That, that, that's a hard one. But he, like, you know, eventually just was like, hey, I'm dating someone. I'm like, what were we doing? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that fucking two whole fucking years Ugh. wasn't it <laughs> okay oh my god Fuck yeah i know that was <laughs> that was such a shitty but that's okay because it is better this way <laughs> it is it's better that way and it has led you to the place you're at now you know exactly so. but yeah it was definitely a bad relationship and it was not healthy for me yeah so and i mean when he ended it i was like good now we're done <laughs> yeah and it's and it's, it's never a, speak to you again <laughs> was, it's a blessing because especially since you just said so yourself that you don't think that you what you would have taken that step to walk away it's a good thing that he gave you an At opportunity some, to. i feel like eventually you know how yeah. long could i go on like that but i do think it would have been a while and it would have taken a bigger sign than the ones i was already choosing wildly to ignore right <laughs> willfully to ignore yeah 
you know, the signs where I'm just like, mm, oh, no, no, don't see that. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you didn't see that. It's hard for sure, especially when you want something to work so badly. Like for me, I yes, I've definitely been in a relationship, if not two of them, where I should not have been in the relationship. So my first one was obviously my first fiance when I was 16 or 17 or whatever. That one I found out a little bit later that it just wasn't, especially the engagement part, just wasn't something that I should have done and should have agreed to. I was so young and I did love him. I, I don't deny that at all. I think that there's absolutely love there. And you can't tell me that I didn't know what love was because I do. I think I've known what love was for a long time. Even my very first boyfriend, I think I loved him, even though I was super young. But uh, our relationship, just we just weren't good for each other and I would have to say that he was probably the most psychologically abusive one. He just loved to put me down if he couldn't think of smarter ways to battle an argument. So his defense was always just telling me how stupid I was or that I would never really amount to anything or whatever, whatever. That's fucking not good. It is not. It's not good. And like you, it hasn't been ever physical at all. I think the most was we were in the car once and he just made this stupid fucking move in front of in front of the high school, actually, in the car <laughs> where he almost flipped us over and he was driving super fast. And that was the extent of it. That was a relationship I knew I shouldn't have been in. And I left. I think I left it at about the right time when I realized it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And then I was with Julian after that. And we had a good relationship until he wanted to leave. And then I think that was where I knew like I shouldn't be with him and that I, you know, I shouldn't be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me type of thing and sort of doing what you had done and denied a lot of it and so we broke up but I still went out to a different state to go spend two weeks with him and then take a bus back for Christmas Mm -hmm. it's not something that I think me now would ever do I would never travel on a bus now I don't know how how did you how did I fucking do that when I was 18 I flew by myself. I don't travel well. You know this. No, I know. And then I took a fucking Greyhound back from Portland. I fucking did that for somebody that I wanted Some to be with. possession of you. Yeah. Did that. <laughs> just, just to hold on to something that I wanted to be so real and so strong and so true. But anyway, those were it. Just that tail end of my relationship with Jules was something I probably shouldn't have allowed myself to do, but I did anyway. Yeah, but you've said on this podcast before that it did also help with the closure and you don't mm-hmm. see yes. your way through it. So yeah, you're right. I think it might. I, I don't know that I'd count that one as much. The no? first one, definitely. Yeah, the first one, definitely. And, <laughs> and I also have said before that he's helped me grow as a person and understand relationships a lot more too. Julian did. Mm-hmm. So I owe him a lot as far as like self-discovery. So he was never verbally abusive to me. He was never psychologically, physically, nothing. He was, and he still is, super kind, super nice, and he has a big heart. We just weren't meant to be. So yeah, I guess I could say that too. Definitely though, the one before was not. Yeah. No. But again, you were young. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. So there you go. Those are stories. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) All right. So do you have a fun fuck fact for us? I do. Yay. I have a fun fuck fact. It is a bustle article 
from March 1st, 2021 by Christine Felizar and Carolyn Steber, and it's called 20 Signs You're With the Right Person. Mm. So I think everyone at some point in a relationship asks, is this good? Am I in the right relationship? Is this the right person? I'm not going to read you all 20 because you should go to this article and read it. It's good. But I'm going to read a couple of them because I think they're the most important or maybe not most important, but they're important ones. And they kind of tie to the book like you can be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very important to just be comfortable and be who you are, truly who you are. And like if you can just be yourself around somebody, that's great. Yeah. If you're being a fake person that you can't last, that's not real. You know, if you have to mm-hmm. be something different for them, that's not okay. But. But it also means that like they are with you when even when you're not at your best or like when you're sick or like in a bad mood or something and you're okay being like that you don't try to hide those moments then I think that's a definitely good sign yeah um in the book Kira never is anyone but Kira yep you know she's even from the beginning like this tough strong you know woman and she fights for him and to save him in multiple ways. And for the first time in a long time, someone is interested in Menchera. <laughs> Menchera. Menchera. Why? I just looked at the way I had it spelled and I was like, oh no, I'm going to say it wrong now. <laughs> Don't look at it. Because when you hear it, it's Menchera's. But when you look at it, you're like, what is that word? <laughs> Menchera's. <laughs> Menchera's. So, you know, he's not been with anybody for a long time and everyone he was with before just likes him for his power Mm -hmm. or for what he can bring for them or like he was a pharaoh back in Egypt so obviously you know who doesn't want to be with the pharaoh Mm -hmm. so he's finding that Kira just likes him for him and it sees through him like you know when he starts trying to be like I'm an awful person you shouldn't like me and she's like bullshit (laughs) so I think that is that's good so that's one of them I think that you know they're loyal so yeah they just, you know, it kind of speaks a lot to but the one relationship I was just talking about because that is not the case. Right. That was so if I'd case. read this article and I'd been like, hmm. <laughs> Hopefully it'll help you reflect. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, they inspire loyalty in mm-hmm. you and are loyal themselves. And mm-hmm. and then one more. You like their friends. <laughs> I think that one is important. I love that one. But I think that one is definitely important because it's like, if you don't like their friends, you're not going to like hanging out with them. It's going to create a rift in the relationship because you're not going to not see your friends. And that's how abusive relationships starts. They keep them away from their family, keep them away from their friends. Mm -hmm. They're not allowed to see this or talk to that or... Or whoever. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. And I think being welcomed by your partner's friend group is super important. Yeah. So. Totally. Well, good. I like those. And like every time Kira met one of the new vampires, I guess Bones didn't seem all that crazy about her, but whatever. That's Bones's problem. But like Vlad immediately was like, oh, I like her. Yes. <laughs> and she liked did. Vlad and she liked, you know, all yeah. the ones she met and who were like, Min carries his friends. And I mean, he didn't really meet her friends, but that's okay. She's a new vampire and you don't you don't really have friends you don't really i mean i think eventually he'll meet her sister yeah probably not her brother her brother seemed like he sucked so. he seems like a loser that one anyway so yeah that's fun fuck fact so we'll put a link to that article up when we put up this episode okay but you can find it on bustle 20 signs you're with the right person cool all right well thank you for that that's a good one yes 
So. All right. Let's, uh, you want to rate? Yeah. So let's do, what do we do? We do sex first and then we do book. Book. Right? Okay. On three. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yes. Yep. One, two, three. Eight. Eight. <laughs> and eight. Seven. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Very good. Yeah, I think that sex was spot on. It's yeah. always fun. I I enjoy the blue balls. I think they're fun. I know some of they're obviously they're blue balls and they're frustrating and that's what they're meant to do, but it fucking works. I love it. I think so too. I think it makes it feel more intense mm-hmm. and like it, it just it heightens everything right i mean i think sometimes i've com- even complained in some books where they meet and have sex within the first like i don't know couple of chapters yeah and i'm just like well that feels crazy and yeah <laughs> i know that's how some people go but i just i like them to get to know each other and i like them to have a little bit of a meet cute attention tension though oh tension Sex- i like i like to build the sexual tension mm-hmm. now it can be taken too far there was that one book where it was just all <laughs> fake and we were like what is happening <laughs> Deadly Alchemy. Oh, that one was... Oh, until the very, very end. Where she yeah. Just, yes. All the sex was in, like, dreams and stuff. And I was like, are they... I just need them to actually have sex. It was confusing, <laughs> that one. But that one also had me. I enjoyed the blue balls in that one, yeah, too. Yeah, you did like it, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think this... As she writes well, like, mm-hmm. well-orchestrated, well-crafted sex scenes yeah. that make me hot. super hot. Mm-hmm. At least in these two books. I honestly don't remember them from Once Burned. But I think I was so hung up on not liking Vlad. We liked the sex. I listened to oh. our episode. The only hang-up we had was with Vlad. Seriously. Okay. Well, I'll go back and reread it and yeah. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And it but might yeah, be better not... if you read it. Maybe the maybe the accent maybe was the Vlad harder was for trouble. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know this. I like Tavia. I like well, I like Janine's books, and I like Tavia reading. Mm-hmm. I think it's these are great. This was entertaining. You know, lots of plot, yeah. lots of stuff happening. But thankfully, none of it seemed like world-ending stuff. None yeah. of this was fate, like, destroying the world if we didn't solve this problem right away. Like, it was all smaller. Sc- I mean, he was trying to kill uh, Mancares, but that's about all. It, killing Mancares w- wouldn't have affected how the world ended up. Yeah. So. so I do, you know, sometimes the books are a little too like, oh, no, the world's in yeah. peril. And this one is not. It's just a book. It's not. Yeah. About some vampires yeah i liked it i i recommend it i think people should you know i agree i absolutely agree i love getting back into sometimes when we read stories like this and we do them over and over and over it gets a little bit redundant but it's always nice to get back into this type of a book from having done just a bunch of novellas or something that's super quick and also oh yeah i really have i mean i know we've had vampires in the past couple of episodes but i have really missed them and i like I like them back. And I yeah. I appreciate uh, how funny Vlad was in this episode or in this uh, book. It was yes, great. Yes, he was humorous. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool beans. So, right on. Next. So, for our next book, we are going to read the second book of. Oh, do you know what that series is called? So the book is called Vengeance Executed by Zoe Indiana. We read the first one a couple of while ago. 
I don't remember. But I don't know what the series is called. But when do uh, I ever know it's, when? It's the Vengeance Trilogy. Okay. So yeah, Zoe is a Colorado romance writer. And so we are going to get into the second book of this series and talk about it next time. Yeah, it was um last year, episode 63, we did Vengeance Unveiled, which was the first book. And then this is Vengeance Executed. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I don't think you've done it but she wrote a short. holiday episodes for like our holiday shorts for halloween thanksgiving christmas new year's and valentine's day in this world uh-huh. and i've read all of those we did totally spooked which was her halloween yes shifter dating series and i've read the rest of those and i love those oh i'm so fucking stoked for that whole world when she writes the full books nice yeah. Those are good. I strongly recommend. They're all in our Kindle, so you should read them. I mean, okay. they're really short. Like, they're 50, 60 pages each. Yeah, yeah. The shorts I can totally do. So when you have time. The Vengeance Executed ones are fun, too. If you guys remember that episode or if you've listened to it, I have a whole lot of fucking theories. <laughs> <laughs> We did have a lot of theories about and this. I don't even remember what they all are, yep. but let's see if any of them are right. <laughs> we shall f- we're, if we're not going to find out on this one, it's definitely on the last one, so we should we should Well, see. we should at least find out some theories. I we mean, should. I had some many theories. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. If not this one then eventually in book 3 when we get to Yeah. <laughs> and maybe we'll come up with some more theories. out yet. Yeah, Vengeance Denied is book 3 and it's not out yet. Okay. And then at that point, we'd be like, Zoe, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Now tell us. Now you have to tell me. (laughs) So, yeah. So join us next time for that. Vengeance executed. Yay. All right. (laughs) In the meantime, you can find us on social media at Dirty Books. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and it's with three H's. Or you can um, email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you could visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you could find podcasts. And if you can, go to any place that you can rate, review, and subscribe to podcasts. And just give us a little bit of a rating there. Let us know how we're doing and reach out. Let us Thanks. Uh, let us uh, let us know what you want us to read. So, Oh, and uh, thank you, Jim Towson, for the music, as always. Yeah. Good, yes. sir. Um, so yeah, this is Saylat. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylat. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. With some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. <laughs>